What's up, everyone? What's up, everyone? I'm Tweak or Gavin. <laughs> Bro, I wasn't gonna laugh this time, but I messed up. You I have to laugh. No, I have to laugh. What's good, y'all? It's too lit. It's pink in the building, <laughs> Marcus. What's up? What's up? How's it going? What up? It's no beard, Charles. What to do? Clean. Beard I gotta no say, beard. it is clean. This is bearded has as always. What's going on, Matt? AKA has AKA has Matt. What's going on, everyone? We had some good tournaments this weekend. Uh, that we'll be talking about, obviously, still kind of building up to that road to Genesis. Uh, probably the biggest storyline we have going on is, uh, obviously, at this most recent Invitational, it was Leo versus Spargo uh, in Grands, which is obviously going to be really good, especially since Spargo got the best of him. Oh, oh, Uh-oh. as Marcus would say, it's too lit. It's The too thumbnail lit. slipped. Lit. <laughs> I'm using a different. I'm using a different version of this, so it's all good. Speaking of slogans on this podcast, look at that. We got the merch in. You can't see this if you're listening, but I got the "I'll give it up" sweater on. I'll give it up, Charles. Yeah, bro, Char- merch. Charles has the uh, the regular season two stuff. Oh, here, Chris, full screen me. Here you go. It's so it's so clean, dude. It's so clean. The Charles got the season two, uh, the controller shirt on, which is super clean. I think I got one too, actually, in in the bag. So, but yeah, check out the merch. It's great. I forget what the site is, but yeah, you can check it out. Check it out on me or B's Twitter. Uh, she has like a store link uh, for the season two merch. Um, but yeah, we have a couple of tournaments to talk about today. Uh, Retta. Yeah, Retta 2022 uh, Invitational in Mexico. Uh, 20 players, I believe it was. It was like a four day event. It was basically like way longer than your average tournament like lots of side events and then the main bracket eventually happened um i know has mentioned it before we went live but there's also i also want to talk about it gluto doing really well uh beating uh meister and spargo back to back which is two really hard matchups uh i i i watched uh the spargo set I was a little busy this weekend, but I did watch some of Gluto's run. And shout out to Gluto after having a hard time in pools, managed to bring it back, like his seed uh, in pools, and then did really well in the main bracket. So in pools too, actually, he he did three zero Chag as well, which I think is important yeah, to point out. Another Andy hard matchup. Mm-hmm. Andy clutched out a game five against Sky J, but he did get three zero by Alan Dis, which I think. If you're, you know, getting all those other W's as Gluto, that's more credit to Allen than it is to say that Gluto wasn't playing great or something. But yeah, three zero to Allen Allen Dis, uh, incredible snake main, obviously. But coming in hot off of those other couple wins, like yeah, Gluto had a, a really really good tournament, which I think we've been waiting for him to kind of get some of these big W's that we've been waiting for with with the big W himself. So yeah, that was clean, dude. It's good. To, it's always good to see him play well. Yeah, he's getting the experience. Gluto is finally getting that post-quarantine experience being exposed Get discovered to and grow meta. your YouTube. Um, obviously, the game has changed drastically, you know, throughout quarantine. New characters came out, a bunch of new patches, right? And just the general meta, uh, I feel like the community is getting a lot better at the game at a very fast rate as well. So, really sick to see all that. Uh, SkyJ getting fourth place with Incineroar. I think that is also yeah. pretty crazy. And we've, we've seen Incineroar kind of... Uh, come up and throughout the meta uh, port priority incineroar had a very good showing as well right and again here's uh here is gluto playing at spargo uh amazing set again when we say like i really think in terms of the matchups gluto had to play it was rough it's rough 
for uh, yeah. Mario. So the fact that he was able to do that, I loved his waft usage. He, I felt like he was a little bit more daring with it. Like sometimes he would just go for the waft confirm it, even if it didn't KO just for the damage and whatnot, and really just got all those. He, he, he gets his usual like little minuscule like micro spacing air drift and stuff like that it was really fun to watch him play he got that like reverse fair into like waft did you guys see that stuff it was like reverse fair up tilt waft he had some pretty crazy conversions this tournament so always cool to see gluto thriving he also was using it raw like uh he was at summit um Mm -hmm. he got like a clutch edge guard uh i think during game five versus spargo uh just did it just covered the area with it, like because Spargo just eventually had to double jump, I think. Um, and he did similar things uh, against Leo at Summit. He got a couple raw wafts that are really clutch. And I think it's the future of the character. If the character wants to succeed, I think just using it as a hard read, using it to edge guard, especially because, you know, the move is strong enough where it's usually untackable, whether you get sent to the blast zone or get sent on stage. Uh, I think. Parry waft, raw waft, edge guard waft, I think is pretty much the only way for Wario to keep up nowadays. And I think Gluto's aware of that and is already doing a great job. Kameme is a pl- there it is right there if you're uh, watching on YouTube. Um, Kameme was a Wario uh, earlier in Ultimate's lifespan uh, who was really good with waft uh, like uh, outside of confirms, like just using it straight up. Um, so I think that was pretty ahead of its time. And whenever I practice Wario or whenever I go back to Wario, I try to focus on having that kind of mindset with him too. And I think in a matchup where like, it's really hard to get valuable hits cause you're getting outranged or something like that. You, you really need to do stuff like that with Wario. So shout outs to that specifically. I, I definitely think it's Wario's future if he wants to keep up in the meta. And you think about that matchup too. I mean, everyone's been talking about how you know, Cloud isn't that good. You know, just get him off stage and all this stuff. Oh, but Spargo's recovery, like you can't touch it. But if you have a tool like Waft and you can pinpoint where Spargo's going to be or, or he has limited options where he's going to be, the hardest punish like that can really pay off. So I like how yeah. he used it like situationally too. It wasn't just like it's a hard read, like kind of just randomly throwing it out. It's like he had limited options at those points. So throwing it out there was a good yeah. calculation. So. It's a good job right there by yeah, Gluto closing out that. I know has he beaten Spargo in this game yet? I can't remember. I'm not sure. But Spargo went on a disgusting loser's run after the loss to Gluto. Mm-hmm. It felt so fast. It felt like I put my phone down for an hour or two and I picked Dude. it back up and grand finals had already started. He was making up for all those damn commercials they kept running. Yeah. So got you guys back. I felt like I watched ads for four hours that day. What the heck? I I, I was like the bag, but you know. I was like getting ready to head home and I got in the car and I'm like, you know, going to look at my phone, see what happened. And grand finals had already started. I was like, no way. Like how many matches did he win that fast? Like what happened? (laughs) Yeah. Dude, yeah. yeah, he was on the warpath, and then he took game one from Leo too. It was like, oh man, like, is this yeah. like, like, oh, like what's Bro, gonna happen here? Spargo versus Sky J was pretty wild, though. Like, yeah. I remember I was watching yes. with Void, and there, there was 
at least one game that SkyJ like should have won. Yeah, I saw that. Then, that was the one game I I did see actually before I had to yes, put my and phone I was down. just like, oh man, there goes Fargo. Like it was that situation where Fargo had rage, and then oh, let me just uh, hit you with something, something into like fair or dare spike, and he yeah, he, he forwarded him, him, and he just couldn't make it back. Yeah, he couldn't make it back for Incineroar. But I thought SkyJ was playing the matchup pretty damn well. A lot of the Incineroar counters came through because a lot of Cloud's combos aren't true realistically but they just feel kind of like they're true because the hitbox is so large right it's like getting comboed in frame trap by like fox and chic some of some of the stuff isn't really true but it just feels true because you don't have like a frame two or frame three option right but uh i believe in Cinema's counter comes out frame two or three it's pretty quick so it was really cool to see uh sky j again kind of rip through the bracket and then you know having a pretty competitive match with spargo and it's in Cinema cloud right you you would think if there's any character that could just not interact with Incineroar would be cloud but sky j does a great job against uh matchups that against the character that are designed to keep him out he still finds ways in yeah, yeah he, he's just fearless, dude, with that character, with Incineroar. Like, he just doesn't care, man. Like, I don't know. The way he moves with the character is so good. He'll just throw stuff out. Like, he'll get punished and, like, all right, he'll just run it back. You know what I mean? He just doesn't really care. But he went on a tear. He went – so he started a loser. So he had a rough pools phase for sure. But then he 3 would Waka, who's a good uh, Luigi player, if you missed the pools play. They 3 would Andrik, very, very good Captain Falcon player. 3 would Cloudy, who's a sortie, again, from, from Mexico, too. And then 3-2 Chag as well. You want to talk about a matchup where it's hard to get in or easy to get kept out as Incineroar. Look no further than, than Palu. So he, especially because Chag, again, we talk about how consistent Spargo, Leo, and Chag have all been. So SkyJ causing that upset in Mexico too. Well, you know, obviously that's where he's from too. So he gets the power up, but still like, I don't know, man. He played so well. Seeing him in the top four is just insane. The set versus Chag was the craziest one to me because he consistently got really clutch KOs. <laughs> There was one game where he didn't win versus Chag, but he did down throw fair at like zero and side beat him off stage during the startup of Paul Utena's teleport and killed them at 38. Yep. <laughs> he just did down throw fair side beat. I'm saying, dude. And like brought, like brought the game back to one stock apiece, like just with three attacks. Side he for OD. He doesn't give a shit, dude. I'm telling And you can't <laughs> with a character like that. You just can't. You got to yeah. go for shit like that. Or at oh. least put the fear factor in there. It's part of lifestyle. I think. Do you, yep. You think he fits the heavy lifestyle? It's absolutely. True, true, absolutely. True. It's the energy. It's not about like. It's just about the, the characters, like play style and energy. And like Incineroar is, is definitely a part of that. Uh, Dude, shout out to that episode. Wow. Who remembers that episode? Legendary episode. That yeah, was you're a real fan. You're a real fan if you remember that. That was yeah. like episode 20 or like 15. People know I love my heavies, specifically lifestyle heavies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's not about the weight. It's about the lifestyle. It's about the lifestyle. Ganondorf does not count. <laughs> Everyone, okay. It's low key. I I don't even know what this thing means anymore because like I don't understand why Ganondorf <laughs> doesn't fit. But it just doesn't because I don't like Ganondorf, so sorry. Because <laughs> I feel like Ganondorf's like playstyle is like so like high risk, high reward, blah blah blah. Like it should fit, but it just doesn't feel like it. Probably yeah. because he's a Falcon clone. But like yeah, EJ and Cineroar, like they're Dude. the best. They're the best. Love those characters. Yeah. Anyway, Dude, yeah. Cineroar's down tilt. I just 
just a quick like the, the side beast to edge guard Spargo to like not even do it. Like he would hit it and just like miss it on purpose and it'll switch sides and like Spargo just can't make it back. Those yeah. edge guards were funny. Um if you played Smash Four, I think Incineroar has the closest thing to Smash Four Fox up tilt being Incineroar's down tilt. Insanely broken. I think one of the best two frame framing tilts in the entire game. Yep. And it and it launches you the exact same way Smash Four Fox up tilt does. I always call that move Smash 4 Fox up tilt. It is so crazy to like two frame and ledge trap with Incineroar. Like you feel like you have to pick an option because if you don't, Incineroar is just going to down tilt forward tilt you, down tilt back air you, like yeah. down tilt anything. It's like wild. Incineroar's forward tilt is the strongest forward tilt in the entire game and he has two frames and confirms into it. So. And there's no sour spot. It's just one gigantic, like, strong hit. Yeah, bro. <laughs> he uses that when he's ledge trapping a lot. Like, he'll try to read your roll or neutral get up, and he'll just he'll just throw it out there. Yeah. yeah. And then if it doesn't matter if it doesn't connect. He's those good positioning. Like, it's great. Uh, dude, he's awesome. Like That character is sick. I'm... Yes. Like, like we were talking about, like, seeing Incineroar in fourth place at such a crazy tournament is, like, it's it's great. Like, I need that in my life. So, yeah. shout out to Sky J. Great job. Over, over Chag, over Goblin, over Larry, Big Boss, like Cloudy, like outplace all of those. Wow, that's those a lot players. of consistent really wins for players. a character that is probably not consistent. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. He didn't beat all of them. He just outplaced them. But he did beat Chag and he beat Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. All I feel good. Like, uh, you remember in Smash 4, Falcon Diddles were like the Chad Ditto, right? Like it was just, yeah. you know, you, you guys just got done grinding eight hours straight. Like let's play some Falcon Dittos. Perfect yeah. pivot. Do yeah. some cool I feel like Incineroar dittos are the Falcon dittos of Ultimate. I can in see that. My, in my opinion. There's a lot of choices, at least. Like, There's some fun dittos in Ultimate. Falcon, Ganon, Incineroar. A lot of people like Ganon in this game. I think it's Ganon. Like, yeah. Everyone thinks I'm they more of an nice Incineroar Ganon. ditto. What's your favorite ditto to play Like, in terms of how fun it is? Can. We can just go around real quick. I think it's bro. Incineroar, my personal favorite. Ken. Oh, bro, let me look God. at the cast, That's so disgusting. It can't be your main. 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 Cannot Ryu. be main. Oh my god, this guy. Low key. Low this guy key. of the podcast. Can I, I be actually? Let me see. It's Fox, bro. Fox Go Ditto. Answer. Yeah. Go oh, I like the DK it. Ditto. Hold up, hold up. Oh, I think it's DK. Yeah. Does that, does that not count for my answer? No, it can't that, count for your answer. No, I feel like it can count. I can count. Oh my god. That's DK a is like a for fun. Gavin. DK, K Roll, or Incineroar? Dude, I was gonna say K rule as well. K rule diddles are fucking hype. K rule diddles are hilarious, yeah. dude. One of those. Okay. I remember Hard. doing K rule diddles with with Kirby Kid a long time ago, before Kirby Kid started like destroying everyone. Is that why he stayed K rule? Because he played, he diddled your K rule. Wait, who won? Who? You can tell us the truth, man. Who won? He say last, dude. He oh, snap. he raised his Dang. hand. But... Gavin, the what? best. K- you that do have a good, you have a game so win on the tournament with K- and all the buffs. <laughs> yeah, it's a That's weird a Kirby Kid. K rule is so sick. Yeah, Kirby Kid rules. <laughs> I was, bro, I was thinking Piranha Plant dittos. Piranha oh, Plant, like, God. are you serious? What? I don't know. That's just weird. Banjo. Bro, I also really like Hero oh. dittos. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. Hero. Gonna lie. Oh, Hero. It's good answer. Fun. It's very good deep. answer. The menu is just too random, bro. <laughs> Steve dittos. No, 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 really bad. No, 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 no. It's hilarious to spectate Steve Ditto's because it just looks so foreign. But yeah, no playing. uh... Uh, So Gluto did get the uh, or Spargo got the run back on Gluto. You know, what's crazy. I didn't see it. 
Break break I, it down for me. So so I, I, I want to touch on winners finals first. Obviously, one of the craziest things is Leo went corn, right? For the last three sets of the tournament. Dude, so winners, I saw semis, Winners semis, winners finals, grand finals, right? And, you know, mm. obviously Pink's going to have a lot to say about that. But, you know, Leo has said he's been working on the corn. He, we've been seeing him going corn at locals, the G4 Invitational, right? He has a video on YouTube that says, like, he thinks corn is broken and wants to marry her. That's like on the title, right? Like a month ago, it's like up air is broken. And it's like, you just definitely saw Leo be up air. right. So I think it's a, uh, for, for people that are like all surprised now, I think it's just funny, but uh, I just want to say that I feel like a lot of players are at least that tournament. They got around Spargo's uh, corner pressure really well in general. Mm -hmm. And then even um, in winner's finals, uh, dude, Gluto was saucing leo game one like Dude. destroying him to the point where i was like i was like oh snap yeah. violet's coming out um i think last was on comms too and said that he that leo does not think violet beats wario like leo doesn't like violet's wario as a matchup he prefers corn and thinks corn does better mm -hmm. against wario like just character matchup wise Agreed. Um, and, and game yeah. one you know gluto was just destroying leo and then leo lived to like 180 or something ridiculous like that like gluto just could not kill leo and yeah. then Leo was it a Max Rage Sorty. Hmm? Was it a reverse three stock? I don't know if it was reverse three stock, but I know there was, it was Leo was at one eighty at the end of game one. And yeah. Gluto Gluto just couldn't kill him. And then it, it's like weird because sword characters, when they get when they get to the late part of the game, it's just so scary because it's like, okay, this guy's spacing me out with his max rage back here that's gonna kill me at a hundred in the corner. Like this really sucks. Uh so yeah, um, I think it, it was just crazy because then after that first game, I don't know if Gluto was like maybe tilted or something like that, but it was either that or Leo started adapting crazy fast because games two and three were just, it was quick. It was like, yeah. it, looked, it looked pretty bad. I think reverse up air is crazy. Look at these these dash shields. That if, you guys, if you guys don't know, um, Korn and Sheik have the best dash shields in the entire game, being frame 8 dash shields. So, and Korn's out of shield options aren't like the craziest fastest, but they're pretty solid. Like, Nair hits pretty low. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. And they're safe. It, like, Korn can like retreat and reposition yep. while fighting back in a mm -hmm. scramble scenario. Like, it usually doesn't true punish anything, but it's like you're not going to punish my punish attempt kind of kind of thing, right. if, that, if, if that makes sense. And the I guess like the before I, I hand it off to Pink, because I know he's got a lot to say about Leo's corn. <laughs> but uh, the thing, the two things that impressed me the most with Leo's corn was his uh, tech chasing out of pin. He would get a pin and he would know if it's too close or um, he, he would pin and be like, okay, I could kick here or, oh, they're too close, drop down, tech chase. And then from the tech chase, I, I felt like he would just get a lot off the tech chases or he would like get the tech chase, get another grab and forward throw and back throw are very good for setting up tech chases on yeah. double platform stages like PS2 here. So a lot of tech chasing, platform tech chasing. And guess what? Aerials cover the entire platform of PS2 pretty much like Nair and up air for corn, right? And even back air, a lot of her aerials just cover the entire platform. So you just stagger your timing on the platform tech chase. You get a hit guaranteed or almost guaranteed, which usually combos into a bunch of other stuff. So I really like the pin tech chasing and the platform tech chasing that Leo would set up either from falling aerials or just from forward throw back. Throw. That's what really stood out to me, at least. I actually have one thing that I uh -oh. really liked from Leo's corn that I wanted to mention. That was like really fascinating for me. Mm -hmm. Marcus might mention it, but I'm not 100% sure. But I, I, I'd like to mention it. Um, it was actually a part of Leo's ledge trapping um, with 
with Corin. So Leo would do this thing where he would keep changing what direction he was facing. So, so you're you know what the the simple flowchart is, right? Like back air is like going to cover a lot of space and also reposition for the corner pressure. Uh, the the reverse up air is really nice, like. And then when you're facing forward, there's like grab, there's pin, there's down tilt. Like it, it's, it changes depending on what direction Corn is facing. But Leo would keep changing the direction he's facing to try to mix up, you know, the get up option they choose. And he would turn around as they're picking it. And then he started down smashing people's neutral get ups with the mm-hmm. back hit. Yes. Because they think, they think they're aware of like <laughs> up air and, and back air. And they're going to get up because... It's going to be harder to down tilt, grab, maybe even pin or something like that. And then Leo would just down smash it, like which is way scarier than like a forward tilt or something, right? Oh, yeah. like, the slight changing changing of spacings as they're grabbing the ledge and as they're getting up, he, he would change the direction he was facing, would completely change the ledge trap flow chart. And I was watching him mix them up in real time. And it was very interesting. I love the, the down smash usage and kind of, how tricky it was, like adding just one move that you weren't expecting to a to an otherwise like pretty simple and effective ledge trap flow chart and making it super deadly. I, it was super fascinating. I, I was watching that intently and I didn't really care about anything else. <laughs> it was just different to me. I, I liked it. All right, before Marcus goes on his thing, I also like Dragon Fang Shot off stage. I like it. I like that a lot. I think that's super sick because you yeah. get that good ledge trapping like that. You know, you set up with... You don't go high against Corrin. Why would you do that? There's up air, there's back air, there's all our good in air. Everything's up there. So you're either going to go to the ledge or try to mix her up and go at her. But if you're getting up off the ledge or if you wait too long, the Dragon Fang shot is right there too, which he was not afraid to go to, which was super sick. Like Corrin, after the buffs to her recovery, can go pretty low and go pretty deep off stage. Like, so I really like to see that out of Leo's Corrin. Like, that was a nice use of that little part of her kit. So. All right, Marcus. Sorry, I'll hand it over to you now. I know you got. I know you got an essay or whatever to. Go an over. essay? No, it's not going to be that long. You know. <laughs> you um, up? So no, no. I was readjusting myself in the chair. You know, sometimes I I get a little uncomfortable. Um. So I'm very very glad. Hey, you just saw it. If you're watching on YouTube, Leo just did the thing with the down smash. Um. So I'm very very glad that Gavin mentioned Leo's ledge trapping and that you just saw that. The thing that Charles mentioned, if you're watching on YouTube, um, with the pin tech chase. Um, just to go over the pin tech chase really quickly and why it's so effective. When you pin someone, um, more likely than not, people think that you're going to kick, right? It's very similar to what Esam used to do, where if Esam would get you in a jab lock situation, he would jab you one time and then turn around and start charging up smash because they were already DIing for the dash attack or the forward smash or whatever. People are instantly holding in to DI for the pin. So he would do pin, drop down, and just turn around because he knows that people are going to tech roll in. That's why um, I do the same thing. Like, I realized that a long time ago. I was like, bro, why does everyone... I started asking the question, like, why is everyone tech rolling in against pin when I drop down? And I was like, oh, they're trying to DI and they're just like, you know, they're hitting shield or whatever and then they tech in. It's very similar to the ESAM thing. So you can actually get a lot of mileage off of that. And it was cool to see like um, Leo put this on for like a lot of people who are very unaware of that situation because what's probably going to start happening moving forward is people are not going to start DIing for the kick until they see the kick. Like they'll just react to the kick instead of um, 
just automatically holding in. But Leo's ledge trapping with Corrin is some of the strangest stuff I've ever seen. Yeah. Because a lot of times, like, when you're playing as Corrin, you have these ideas in your head, like, oh, if they hold the ledge a little bit too long, if I'm at roll distance, I can pin, right? Or I can, like, stand close, retreat, turn around, pin, because they held the ledge too long. There's a lot of different ways. Leo started a lot of his ledge trapping by just doing a short hop forward air. Like, for some reason, he would just do, like, a simple short hop forward air, and people would be like, bro, I don't know what's about to happen after that, because he could do another forward air in place. He could decide, like Gavin was saying, to turn around and go for an up air or back air. He could decide to um, turn around, do a down smash. He could decide to stand there, charge Dragon Fang shot. There are like so many different ways. Do a down tilt, hold shield, uh, forward tilt if they're at kill percent to get the kill, or just pin. Like, so there's like a lot of different ways that he would condition them just by doing a forward air first. And then they would just be like, well, I don't know what's coming next. But what I wanted to touch on about Leo's Corrin is he's not even optimized yet. That's the crazy thing. Like, some of these confirms that he's going for, they're not even, like, optimal confirms as far as, like, damage goes or, like, kill power. Like, I I would see him land, like, some forward airs near the ledge, and I'm like, dang, if you did, uh, like, that forward air, if he did Dragon Fang shot, they would have died. But he went for back air instead. Like, there's, like, some things where, like, he's not even optimized yet, and it already looks this strong. And the reason that it is is because I think people are starting to realize when Corrin hits you, you pretty much have to use a resource. Like, the moment Corrin hits you with a forward air, and then, you know, forward air, forward air, up air, forward air, whatever, like, if she double jumps after you, you have to either air dodge, jump, or press an attack. But if you don't have a fast enough attack, you don't even think about pressing an attack. So you instantly double jump or air dodge, and if they're positioned well enough, which Leo is pretty much always positioned correctly after you hit someone, then you would have to try to figure out how to land against Corrin's gigantic up air and back air. Or if he decided to play it like horizontally more than vertically, like if a character like fell pretty fast, um, like Cloud with Limit or something, he would jump, force the jump out of you. And then as you're landing, he would just shark under you with no intention of doing up air or anything. He would just pin your landing. And it's like, where do I go, right? Like yeah. when you're playing against Corrin and up airs frame trapping in a back air, when up airs frame trapping into Nair, which is another combo starter, when you're getting frame trapped into pin, it's putting you off stage and then you have to deal with ledge trapping. It's like, bro, I am getting extremely frustrated because sometimes Corrin's hitting me one time and I feel like I'm just stuck in an awful position. Yeah, we've talked about this on the podcast specifically where she's like, she feels really similar to Smash 4 with her advantage state in terms of how it's like some of the strongest frame traps. And this is regardless of any changes they made. This is a day one, like mm-hmm. she just functions like that because of how ultimate's mechanics really favor her advantage state mm-hmm. because you have one air dodge and stuff like that. And, you know, you genuinely get frame trapped. There's not many characters that genuinely frame trap you and like put you back into the same situation and rinse and repeat like that in this game, especially like sword characters. Like Cloud was doing that like all day in Smash 4. Bale was doing that all day in Smash 4. Cloud doesn't like frame trap you like that in this game. Or 
like Corrin's like advantage state is like box. Like it's yeah. Like you actually like legit wow. can't do anything, but until you get hit far enough yep. to where like you can take advantage of her mobility. Yeah. Uh, but when you're at that low percent and that low in that mid percent and sometimes even higher, like you can't do anything. It's insane. Yeah. I think and, it's go ahead, right, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it's interesting because you're kind of bringing up two sides of the same coin where it's like, hey, these players could have done, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z against Corrin and made it a little bit easier in the matchup. But at the same time, Leo's not even optimized. So to yeah. me, it's really interesting to see where the character is going to end up in terms of like long term for Leo. Who knows? Uh, obviously, one result at one tournament only means so much, especially since it was Leo who's playing them. Um, but I'm curious to see. I mean, if there is genuine, I think that's the thing with Ultimate is like, there's a genuine niche case, especially for Leo. Like when he goes to a bracket, the players he has to worry about, he can count on like one hand. You know what I mean? So if this character helps him really beat one or two of those players, she's going to be sticking around. That's for sure. But it'll be interesting to see how the character is really pushed by him uh, and by the community. Because you already know there's a thousand of Corns on Elite Smash already. You know what I mean? It's already <laughs> happening. Like oh, yeah. the meta is already starting to change. It's just, it's crazy how top players have the ability to ripple effect the meta like this. And we'll see what happens to, to Corin going forward, but I'm really excited. But sorry, what were you going to say about her, Marcus? I know you weren't done yet. Oh, um, like they're like really, really specific situations that you get into. Like Leo would land a landing forward air at 0% and he would do like down tilt or forward tilt. And I couldn't figure out like why, because down tilt doesn't confirm anything off of landing forward air at zero. <clears throat> But he could go for grabs. But then a lot of times he would go for for grabs, and instead of doing like back throw to put them off stage, he would do forward throw and like send them across stage. And I found that really interesting because most corins like their default throw is to do down throw, right? Like yeah. you you grab them, it's like down throw does the most damage. It puts you kind of vertical at like this decent angle where you can cover pretty much anything. But he would just be like, you know what? I'm forward throwing across the stage. And sometimes he would get the tech chase platform, the platform tech chase to where you get like 8 million percent. But look at the pro, look at this. If you're yeah. on YouTube, like he's getting, he got, you'll get hit by like one aerial and it's like, all right, well, I instantly, <laughs> I instantly have to choose an option. And then if I choose the wrong one, it's, it's rip. Like um, one thing that I did want to mention about corn that's actually really interesting is because there's no uh corn is very similar to it's funny that gavin said this earlier but fox in some situations where uh if corn does like back air and hits your shield um she can't actually do too much more pressure wise if you decide to full aggress forward because if she decides to shield corn's out of shield options behind her aren't really good in front of her they're actually pretty good because you have the nair or the grab or whatever uh, have it but behind her because nair starts in front you have to wait for the nair to get all the way around so a lot of times um you would see like leo get put in a position where he's like behind spargo and it's like bro i just have to choose a defensive option there are a lot of like interesting weaknesses about corin that he like kind of masked pretty well because yeah. you know he's he's leo and he's just better than <laughs> pretty much everyone but I can um, see that in the gameplay just from you mentioning it. And when I'm looking at it and thinking about it, I can already see him doing that really well. Yeah. Like yeah. a lot of these roles are away from Spargo to make sure he has enough distance and he's facing. Exactly. And yeah. It's mm -hmm. happening a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
Just um, in these last like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. I it's funny because I like analyzed it earlier today. So like all this stuff is oh my gosh, Void just showed up. That scared me. It actually Dude, scared was... me too. For some reason I thought Void was in my room. I don't know. <laughs> I don't need like, to turn around. I was like, what just happened? What's making heck? the rounds, dude? Well, I saw him crawling. Yeah, so he crawled into frame, uh, which I don't think anybody could see based on how Snake's the video was. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was more like Termi style, so that was extra confusing. Sure. Uh, they just finished streaming, that is. Yeah. Yeah, there true. he is. Um, but dude, it's super yeah. sick to see um, someone like as good as Leo, like um, showing off the things that I think people that played Corrin already knew. Um, there's like the character strengths and the weaknesses, but like really displaying a lot of the strengths that Corrin has as a character. And I know people are going to say, but Corrin's not that good. Like Corrin's just carried by Leo, just like Violet is carried by Leo and Joker was carried by Leo. And Ike was carried by Leo. And every six, except for Ike was actually carried by Leo. Ike, Ike. <laughs> I got an example. Ike was actually Ike carried example. by Leo. Okay. Yeah, Ike, Ike was One actually of those is true. One of those is true. But, yeah. um, it's cool to see that, uh, like, you never really know how good a character is until a top player puts it on display against another top player at a very high-profile event. Well... That and we need to see other top players with core and experience now. Like you said, there's there's mm-hmm. just kind of a gap missing there too. So again, it, I love Ultimate for this reason is you never know what the hell you're going to get uh, at any point in a tournament, including Incineroar in top four, Corrin winning the tournament. Like I don't think anyone had that shit in their bingo card. Maybe the maybe the Incineroar top four, but even that is a, was a long <laughs> shot just looking at the bracket. Well, just because Just because uh, how many bad men? He had to beat Chag. Like what the hell are the odds that that was going to happen? It couldn't yeah. have been super high. And the other thing is, like, don't forget, shout out to Shattuck, too. So don't forget, we got to give the young god a little shout out, too, because he did do some damage with Korn slightly before this had happened and kind of opened the door a little bit. But Leo had been playing Korn for a while, I'm pretty sure, and just finally was like, now it's time to try it out. And it's exactly what you want to see from Leo, where it's like, damn, he got third uh, at Collision. He got second at another tournament, whatever. Like, he's he wasn't winning tournaments. That's a really bad cold streak for Leo, which is insane. I don't think there's anyone else in the world you could say that about if anything, it's a compliment to him, but he had to mix it up and he had to find a solution. And he did that with yeah. just a, another sword character. Who's just slightly different. Like the, the nuances there, but he obviously is going to make it work. So I, think I, I love it. He did a great job of taking the surprise factor and running with it to yep. win the set. like versus Gluto that game one being as strange as it was, right? Like Gluto just winning the entire time and it just slips away. And then Leo just took it and just won 3-0, right? Like, right. Ridiculous. Like, uh, and then with Spargo, like you could see it in the gameplay. Like Spargo was definitely like caught off guard and Leo was not letting him breathe or collecting himself. But I do want to mention how impressive Spargo's play was overall um, losing in winter semis and then just acting like it never happened. Like just <laughs> beating everyone and just making it right back to grand finals is really impressive. And Spargo's consistency has been very impressive, especially because he's so young. Um, it's a trait that is very, very rare in my opinion to be young, for young players. S- this collected, S- this calculated, playing this well, this surgical and like, even when something goes wrong or something unexpected happens, like just rolling with it and just continuing to perform that well. I know that's like, you know, when I was a young player, like 
like this this kind of consistency and performances was unheard of for me like I wasn't just like I would get a W here and there but I wasn't just like like just every time I lost in winner's bracket just going getting right back into grand finals like I'm just genuinely impressed with you know Spargo's just how collected he is as a did player. did it at main stage. It was a longer yep. run at main stage. It wasn't yeah, even uh, quarters. Or main, or, I don't know if it was quarters or the round before quarters, but he went down to losers pretty early and just boom, right back to uh, a yeah. grand final. So to to for a young player to play the exact same way they do in winners and losers bracket, as silly as this sounds, that is a very extremely rare trait because it's, a bracket is a roller coaster of emotions. Like like Tweak said, it's uh you never know what's gonna happen, right? So it's uh it can be rough. But yeah. nonetheless, still amazing stuff to uh to Spargo. Great run. And I mean shouts to the entire tournament, honestly. Thank I you. The yeah. production was absolutely wild. Like you saw the drone shots for the transitions, like the uh the green the screen. Yeah, the green screen, the ad for Smash Factor. Yeah. I really want to go to that tournament and just check out the Mexico scene, you know. And it's really, it just goes to show how crazy amounts of growth has happened in the Mexico scene, right? Now, it, like you, you rewind the clock back to Smash Four, like the first, you know, half of Smash Four's lifespan. A tournament like this in Mexico would never get the viewership or the attention it has now. But it's right. so cool to see all the like the whole entire Mexican community really come together and band together to just put on one hell of a show. And it was really sick to watch just like on the talent for the players and the talent of like this production and the stream. It was so sick. And even seeing tweets from all the Mexican players like, oh, yeah, you can watch the tournament while like on the beach and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, this tournament just looked so sick to be there. And even the whole fighting game theme right of just like the character select and continue game over stuff like that it was it was really cool i, lo I loved it i love the art i didn't know they had like the beat up portraits of people after they yeah. lost i was not ready to see like luto with like a black eye you know like when he <laughs> when he lost the uh who's the snake alan dis after he lost alan dis there's like this picture like this cartoon picture of him beat up i was like dude i don't know how i'd feel about that probably not very good honestly yeah <laughs> we got it i don't know who the commentator co coordinator is though but i'll see you on the beach charles We'll you know, bro, I'm saying I like that tournament and that's what's like super sick is like when I was watching the tournament, I could just feel myself being like, dang, I really want to go to one of these. Like, yeah. and that's like really sick for the Mexican. I feel like that's, that's what they want out of that. They want mm -hmm. the viewers to be like, I want to experience like this. Yeah. Like, that's like the biggest compliment you could give a tournament. So dude, it's like a, a lot of what I say to people because I do like commentary coaching and I think it applies to players and also TOs as well. But sometimes you'll just have the right person or the right people watching you and you need to make the right impression. You know, like sometimes you just get that right opportunity. And I think they crushed it like with this event 2000%. They knew that they were going to have a lot of attention. They knew they were going to have Spargo versus Leo at some point, most likely, or Chag versus Spargo, whatever. Larry versus Spargo, like so many good sets did and could have happened and they just crushed it all throughout like just simply incredible work by that entire production team yeah um what was i gonna say about this picture oh. is amazing by the way uh, oh, yeah dude how do you picture. not want to go to this tournament it's so amazing <laughs> um the other thing i was gonna say about spargo in losers not only did he go through but he didn't drop a game in losers until he got back to grand so it was it was the what that's for you know what i mean and it was against speed run. that's what i was saying like i was so confused when i like checked on the tournament i think i checked like discord with you guys and 
I was like, where are we at? And they're like, grand finals. And I'm like, wait, it's already started? Like, yeah, like, yeah grand said, finals, game two. And I'm like, game two? I think two? I said LOL to you. I was like, yeah, dude, you missed everything. It's like you fell asleep for 40 minutes and the tournament was over. But it was, <laughs> it was a whoop-ass tour. And against a lot of players that, like, takes different approaches to fight against them. You know what I mean? Like, fighting against Sky J is just, like, a thousand percent different than fighting against Gluto. You know what I Like, it's just so... Yeah. Again, the kid's poise, like he plays like a veteran. It's it's very it's very strange and impressive. So yeah, shout out to, always shout out to Spargo. He's so good. All cloud again too. So yeah. I I also want to shout out uh, Leo again. Obviously, he won the tournament. You know, yep. a ton of praise with the corn and all that. But I want to shout out Leo because I feel like a lot of people are just so used to Leo just being on top. And this is the first time in a very long time that Leo hasn't been in grand finals for what three tournaments straight, right? And Everyone, we had the episode with Leo, and remember, he didn't just appear and start at the top. You know what I mean? So I think for Leo, it was it was really cool to see him kind of falter a little bit and him being like hunkered down and be like, "All right, I'm grinding, figuring out the counterplay and stuff like that." Yeah. And it's like this weird balance of like maybe not everyone's used to the corn yet, but Leo's not even really super optimized with the corn either, right? So there's room for both sides to grow. But I will say there was incredible counterplay coming into the cloud we saw sdiing out of up b not even at like tipper range even I, I was very impressed at some of the ranges leo was able to sdi out of up b and then fall on top of cloud not only um not taking all the damage from up b but falling on the cloud with a falling fair or a nair with corn and that's big damage big money right huge damage big advantage state afterwards reversing those situations so you could tell and even like the way leo got out of the corner Against Spargo, obviously, that's going to be one of the main win conditions for any cloud player, but specifically Spargo. So it was really cool to see Leo, you know, falter, but climb back up and really take the challenge again. And it it's so sick to see, even, even if specific players aren't, like, really, really nerdy, you can tell when a player is studying VODs. And you can tell when a player is, like, studying the matchup or trying to apply specific counterplay. And it was really cool to see leo's counterplay to all the things that he has been defeated by in like the last like you know three tournaments or so and it was really see to just it was sick to see him come over that and you know conquer those things with a phen phenomenal counterplay yeah i gotta say he was uh, a guest in the podcast and he won a tournament right after it might be the tweak talks power up i'm just saying True, it, might, it might be a thing it might be a thing it's one for one so far it's pretty good. He did say he was going to play corn in tournaments and he did do that and he did win. <laughs> yeah. yep. uh, At first I thought like when he picked, because I think the first time he played Corrin, that tournament was against Larry. Like he was playing some Byleth or a lot of Byleth and like pools. He said he wanted the Larry run back and, and he got and it. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm playing Corrin against Falco. And I was like, oh, sick, it's working out. And then he just kept playing Corrin. I was like, oh, sick, it's working out. Like, oh, oh some VODs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we can move on. I know we wanted to touch up on one another tournament, or I guess like just tournaments in general in the land of Japan. Ken doing it big with uh, the man with the long sword that we said sucked, Sephiroth. <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself, Tweak? Well, yeah, this is all on you. It, it's funny because me and Tweak had a video where we both like agreed that he sucked, and I'm just like putting it all on Tweak. What do you have to say uh, for yourself, Mr. Top Four? When I turned on the stream, I saw Sonic. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's crazy. I saw Sonic. No Sonic one set. I did yeah. fall asleep right as Grants was happening, so I barely missed the Sephiroth. But it was like five in the morning, dude. Yeah. Why was I even awake? But uh, yeah, it's 
an interesting combination, and it's interesting how dedicated he was to Sephiroth, apparently, from what I heard. Uh, but Ken is, is just such a dominant force in Japan. Very There's just player. certain brackets where he just isn't touchable. It's kind of impressive how uh, dominant he's been in Japan for so long. Uh, regardless of character pick, whether it's Sonic or Ken at that specific tournament, like just good stuff to Ken. Congrats for, for winning. I, I did watch... I was watching both tournaments, kind of. Uh, I was actually watching like local tournaments in that tournament, I think, at the same time. Um, there was like two streams, I think, for it as well. I was watching Neotono play. I was watching just a... Uh, there was a Samus player that was doing really well. Um, Shuton was playing really well. Uh, Dio with Snake was in like winner's finals and was a really, really nice snake to watch. Like very calculated, very calm, like did a bunch of really nice, like cool tech. Uh, it was just a fun tournament to watch. <laughs> but yeah, Sephiroth still sucks, by the way. This does not change can, anything at all. Can I ask what the either? difference is? By, when uh, Korn wins a tournament, it's like, see, we told you. But then when Sephiroth wins a tournament, nothing changes. So, But I said these things before either of these tournaments happened. Sora won a tournament, told you. True, true. Sora won two tournaments. Yeah, a weekly in Jersey too. But we know <laughs> weekly in Jersey. True. <laughs> Thanks, Gavin. Really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, cringe, Gavin. Jesus. <laughs> um, but it was it was Sorry. super cool. Like, uh, I only watched like some of the VOD. I didn't get to see all of it live, but it was cool to see Ken playing a new character or a new to us playing it in tournament. Normally, it's been solo Sonic for as long as I can remember since Smash Four. Um, and shout outs to Shuton's consistency. Yes. That man is going to be in top eight, two grands of a tournament, no matter what. Like if the tournament's like super, super stacked, like a, a Kagaribi or something, he might not make ninth at worst. Ninth at yeah. worst. He's one of those players, ninth at worst. Ninth yeah. at worst. He is very, very talented. I love watching him play. And I'm glad that the Aegis was working out for him because I'm sure people at first were like, what the heck? You play Olimar. What are you doing playing Aegis? And now you, you play Aegis. Why are you picking Olimar? <laughs> it's definitely gone. Uh, it's definitely switched. So it's really cool to see him staying consistent. Ken trying out Sephiroth. We'll see if it sticks or why he's doing it because most of the matchups that he played, I feel like he could have won with Sonic. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually pretty curious as to why he's deciding to play Sephiroth, but it's cool to see. Uh, a lot of people like that character, and yeah, Nitono, always good to see him perform at events. Got a top five, so that's super sick as well. Yeah, we stand Nitono here. Yeah, we we talked about him before we hopped on, and we all like separately were like, yeah, Nitono rules. Basically, we're all big fans of yeah, huge fan, very very exceptional player, man, all legend, and he's. Still I actually wanted to talk about. Uh, Shuton's Olimar. I have a lot of Olimar experience, like in and out of tournament. I just, I've played with DeBuzz and Myron like a bunch uh, over the years. And I feel like I have enough experience, even without playing the character myself. Whenever I watch Shuton, I like see the differences um, in like in decision making and stuff. And the more experience I have as Olimar, I think the more I can appreciate the the stuff that's required to play the character when I'm watching and like just some of the skill sets and some of the 
unique things Olimar brings to the table. And I don't know. I'm just really impressed when I watch Shuton play. It's it's different than the top uh, Olimar players I'm used to in the U.S. Um, and I, I just had a fun time watching Shuton play the game. It was just really clean. I gotta say, I gotta give it up to Myron. I think for the first time ever, I retweeted an Olimar clip. That was super sick. Uh, I don't know where it is, but I was <laughs> like, damn. This... Oh I think so, yeah. Because, well, great. maybe. I don't know. Well, oh, the no, the other one doesn't count. The the Rick, uh, Richter off of a Pikmin does not count. It's not, that's not oh, yeah. Shootmon is, is a... the player that downered yeah. a Pikmin with Belmont oh to recover. What a the weird timeline. Yeah, the, the most iconic recovery in Smash history was done by an Olimar main that yeah. was playing Belmont. <laughs> another Olimar. Did he play Richter or Simon, actually? This he played Richter, very... yeah. Yep. Oh, Richter, okay. He played the correct one, okay. 100%, yeah. Um, well, and the other thing, what was I going to say about, yeah, Sh- uh, Shutan was amazing. And we have to, Pink, we got another shout-out, too, that we have to do. Just messaging me about it. Oh, true, true. The old... Leaders of the current Smash World Tour. Rank Shout number out to one. the Brazilian players. Got in first currently. Uh, Ultra Hard was this past weekend. Brazilian tournament. Platinum event. The first platinum event for Smash World Tour. And uh, it was won by a Duck Hunt player from Chile named Sakai Doggo. So that's super sick. Uh, second was a Wii Fit trainer. And third was Kazuya named Ferps. Sorry, the Wii Fit trainer was Meat Leo. And fourth was Kowalski the Steve. So a few players have got a couple hundred points. It's just super sick. Uh, I actually watched some of that tournament. It was really interesting seeing, you know, the Brazilian meta and watching Duck Hunt and Wii Fit trainer succeed in the land of, like, you know, Kazi Steve, <laughs> all these characters that were like, bro, they're crazy. And they're like, okay, but Duck Hunt, y'all forgot. And it's very reminiscent of when... Rido made top eight at the first Evo for mm-hmm. was it the first Evo for Smash? It was Ultimate? the first Evo. Yep. Well, the that was the Proto and Light, right? That one. Hmm? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I was like, dang. So it's cool. Super cool. Shout outs to y'all. Um, hopefully, we can see some of you make it to the Smash Bros. Tour Finals. That would be super amazing. Always good to see players from different countries. Cool. And uh, Ferbs is actually one of the people who. Um, has been super optimizing Kazuya, and you can see in <laughs> has you can oh, see like the like um, if he does like the electric um like the the double jump nair or whatever to land on the platform is like video faster than University the... about it actually. Oh. What was that? Smash University? Smash University. Yeah, we did a video on his uh, uh, platform tech chase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it was it was by Ferps. I, I didn't know he was Brazil. That's crazy. Yeah, essentially he does double jump Nair, so he can hold buffer crouch. And if you can hold buffer crouch on the platform, you can do the uh, rising... The stand-up punch, yeah. Yeah, the stand-up punch, and it puts you in a crumble, does 5 million damage. Then you do (laughs) the other like uppercut move that kills you at 20 and then they, they you pretty much kill them or whatever right or you went to <laughs> yeah. electric but essentially i mean kazuya was obviously a character on release where everyone was like oh this character's gonna be crazy on final we're just taking platforms and you're good blah, blah blah and it's really cool to see ferps not only take the like electric on hit even further but more so the oh i created a platform tech chase scenario i literally cover every single option right this region sounds like my worst nightmare. 
Whoa, what? Yeah. Like fighting, Who knows, Gavin? Fighting Duck Hunt, We Fit, Steve. At least you can fight Kazuya. I'm scared of you. You're good for At least you can fight Kazuya. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get better after that either. Inkling and Ages. Mm-hmm. It's tough though. I feel like that's always been a joke. Every single time I see like week re- weekly results, there's always one quote retreat that's like, "I hate living here." And it's like it happens every weekly though. Like there's no. Yeah. It's just ultimate, dude. Like that's just the way it is. What? MDVA People would say that about sick. Jersey. We all MDVA. play and stuff. Yeah. What the heck? Go ahead. Go through it. Everyone Min-min. wanted a balanced game. Cringe. You guys wanted okay. a balanced game. Here it is. All right. Yeah, it's actually true. Actually true. All right. Look, Min Min wanted it. Cringe. Fox. Oh, I hate fighting Fox. Whoa. So it's Gavin. Yeah. Oh, I broke no, up the wrong is, tree. This is looking rough. Hold on, Charles. Get you have to back me up. Fox. Hype. Wolf. Hype. That's good. Who doesn't like fighting species? Eh, Meta. That was okay. This is Meta. Fundies. Thank you. Thank this you. This is Fundies. Uh, Fundies. Fundies like... prevail at MDVA. Uh, Rob. Yeah. I'm down to fight Rob. All right. The, I'm super starts, down to fight Rob. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. After the after Pokemon Trainer, I'm down to fight it, Trainer. It it starts getting a little weird. There's a lot of Ridley. There's a lot. Oh, of you have good Ridleys. Uh, you have Peanut. A lot of, oh, a lot of Little Mac. A lot of yeah. a lot of what? Okay, yeah. but yeah, yeah, here. Whack. it's getting weird. Yeah, you, you name one weird, decent bro. character, then start talking about Little Mac and Dedede. <laughs> little Mac and Dedede. I'm out of here, bro. I'll get, I'll get that's peanut too, dude. Free. He'll clip you. I'm not True. dealing with that. He'll definitely get clipped. Yeah, you, that's that's double pressure because you know what's going on Twitter after. I'd go there, go O2, and get clipped at the same time. Please don't put me on stream. <laughs> dude, they would all know how to fight Fox. That's for sure. That sucks. I mean, I entered Glitch, and my first round they put me on stream, and then I fought a, a Luigi player who I already knew played Luigi because as I'm going up to the stream setup, he was wearing a Luigi hat, and I was just like, "Fuck, not not the Luigi." <laughs> and I was like, "Stay strong, just go Fox." Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. <laughs> good a good time, time? Man. Void was watching. Void was watching from his stream, and he was definitely roasting the shit on my gameplay. To be fair, my gameplay was pretty whack, but you know. But yeah, I think. I mean, that's pretty much everything no. that we're we're covering so far, just in terms of recent events. The uh, no. next episode should be the uh, the VGBC interview with Apostle and Gimmer. So hope you guys look forward to that. We're trying to get a bunch of episodes, uh, like I guess, ahead of schedule, so we can have the patrons get like an early preview and stuff like that. Just something to possibly look forward to. Obviously, we're still like kind of fleshing all of that stuff out. But yeah, yeah I Good think idea. just in terms of uh, recent events i guess we'll just go around the horn at this point right but in terms of recent events i'm super excited genesis is like a couple weeks away can't wait super excited i mean we we've had this little break at least or for us we've been kind of chilling at home and can't wait to go out hang out with some homies and watch a really good fucking tournament so i'm super excited yeah usually it's hard for us to schedule the podcast because we're all either coming back from a tournament or not but it's been nice these last three weeks like it's been really easy for us to schedule and get episodes done for you guys and for us just to be consistent so i've really liked that uh yeah genesis i think all of us will be at genesis right right mm-hmm. right okay good mm-hmm. all right we'll all be at genesis so see you guys there obviously it's gonna be that's like all these tournaments are great and i'm not trying to take anything away from them i've had a blast watching every single one of these tournaments we've been talking about and they've been amazing in their own way but so much of it is building up to Genesis being like the super, super, super major. Um, all these are huge storylines building up to that that kind of final plot. And again, just look at who's registered. You can someone picks the top eight correctly ahead of time. DM it to me. See, I don't know. We'll come with some sort of prize. We'll see. 
We might do a live episode. Like Genesis the placings too. Uh, or just yeah. You have to pick who's winners and losers. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Are we doing like a fantasy draft? I'm not giving out the any most prizes. Is what I'm saying. There's absolutely. Oh yeah. I mean, I, we could do that. That sounds. That sounds pretty fun. Like a we little. Want to do a fantasy draft? Well, like just like everyone puts their top eight and whoever's the most correct wins. All right. Sounds good. Can we wait until the brackets are released? <laughs> I know that is the one thing we we'll have to wait for. <laughs> this is gonna be really hard because we. I have no idea who's gonna play who. You know what? We can just yolo it. Yeah, we could, we could just yolo it. Who cares? East Coast is going to have a booth as well, so I'm going to ask them and see if we could maybe like set up some kind of like live episode or something like that. Or like would be crazy. That would be cool, and we can pull players from the side and just kind of like interview them real quick and then yeah. tell them to get the fuck out and then bring in someone else. <laughs> yeah. Chat, I was, I was saying I was living large one night because I was feeling really good about the podcast. I was like, dude, I want our goal to be that we sell out at like a, like a comedy club and like just do a live episode. That's, like my, that's my dream for the podcast. It sounds fun. I mean, yeah, you guys would go. You guys would go, right, chat? I would hope so. Be the there, chat. We have like a major called Tweak Talks. It's just like a major tournament. A tournament? A tournament series called I've Tweak Talks. Oh my That'd god. Be fucking hype. But okay, well, we Shit, might be yeah. thinking too far in the future. Yeah, that, that's no like such a thing, whole dude. different thought process. I don't even know how to feel. We just start off <laughs> in grand finals. Right. Everyone else has to fight. Any other last comments from anyone? We've been new. That's all. That's all good. This yeah, is corn related. Huh? Nah. Well, that's Sephiroth, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Here's my last comments. The tournaments are hype. I'm glad Gluto did well. Shouts to the corn pick. That's hype. Shouts to Spargo doing great as well. Uh, Suabato was really fun to watch. Sephiroth winning something. I got to give it up for that. Um, I am going to win Genesis. See it. I really want to win that tournament. That's the clip. Dude, I fuck it. Dude, I want to win so bad. Get in the top eight first, you scrub. Okay. (laughs) I was saying this earlier. I need to make top eight and then I'll focus on winning. There you go. I need to make top eight first, but I really want to win Genesis and that's what I plan on doing. All right. Thanks. See you. See you.